Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby. Uh, just continuing from where I just left off a literally a second ago. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. I say by the Bell Podcast. This is episode 17. This is a big fancy schmancy kind well, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I got a little lazy, but we're st- it's still good. Today, we're going to be covering the final two episodes of Say by the Bell Season 2. And also, at the end, is the big final exam, where we got some trivia, and then there's the bonus question, in which if you get the correct answer, or well, well you, just, you just send me the answer, we're going to get to that, you send me the answer, either via email or a, or a Twitter DM, and all correct answers will be entered into a draw where the winner receives a $50 Amazon gift card, so stay tuned for that, but we're just going to get right underway with Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episode 17, entitled Breaking Up is Hard to Undo, air date December 16th, 1990. We start at the max where Scott Wolf of Party of Five fame is the waiter. So he's an extra, but he's here. The one and only. I never watched that show. The only thing I've ever seen Scott Wolf in is uh, the movie Go, and that's a great movie. From uh, 2000, I believe. Anyway, Slater and Jesse are sharing a milkshake while Zach and Kelly are watching them, Zach mentions to Kelly that they've been going together for 68 days, 14 hours, and 37 minutes. Jesse asks Slater if he likes the shake, and Slater replies that he likes when she shakes, as the girls in the live studio audience bust a nut. Slater then tries to call Jesse by, by uh, the pet nickname that he gave her, until she stops him by covering his mouth. And when she removes uh, her hand from his mouth, Slater calls Jesse Honey Lips. <laughs> and Jesse digs it. So she's uh, she, she does go on about the feminist stuff every now and then. But hey, she obviously also at the same time, she's fine with the little pet names. So yeah, she's not one of those crazies that we see out there today. Just saying. Anyway, so we're not sorry. Zach and Kelly tell Slater and Jesse to make it official since they've been going out since prom. Slater and Jesse say that they prefer being in a non-monogamous relationship. So, basically an open relationship. While Kelly says that she likes being exclusive with Zach. And Kelly and uh, uh, Zach leave. And Jesse asks Slater if he really agrees with being in an open relationship. And Slater says that, yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, he can, by being in an open relationship, he says that he, he he's still open to finding Miss Wright. <laughs> And Jesse says that that's Ms. Wright. And she's right here. And they kiss. And once again, the girls in the live studio audience bust another nut as we then head to Bayside. And at Bayside, Lisa is excited and asks Jesse if it's true that Jesse and Slater are official. Jesse and Slater confirm, and Kelly suggests that they celebrate this Saturday night. That's when the bell rings and students head to class while Kelly heads to her locker to get some books. Zach arrives, and he wants to celebrate his and Kelly's 10-week anniversary on Saturday night. Hey! Hey, Saturday's our 10-week anniversary. Let's do something special. Oh, I'd love to, but uh, Todd Winfield's visiting. Your ex-boyfriend, Todd Winfield? Oh, yeah, I promise I go to dinner with him. Well, you mean you want to go out with him? No, it's not a date. He's just my friend. Yeah, right. A friend who drives a Ferrari and looks like Mel Gibson. Zach, you're being jealous about nothing. Jealous? Who's jealous? Just go ahead, marry him. I have lots of kids. See if I care. You know, I've never understood that 10-week anniversary 
this many day anniversary. Come on, people. <laughs> Just go by year for crying out loud. Who cares about 10 week? There's people in uh, TV shows, probably in, even in real life, who will celebrate maybe like a, a two week anniversary or, or, or a five day. So, ugh, whatever. Anyway, we then go to the max where Screech has given Lisa the news that Kelly's ex is in town and Kelly's going to dinner with him. Lisa asks Screech, what about Zach? And Screech replies that he doesn't, he thinks Todd uh, likes Kelly better. <laughs> Slater arrives and Lisa wants to know where he's taking Jesse on Saturday night, but Slater refuses to tell because he wants to tell Jesse first. But Lisa, as the school gossip, wants to know right now because, you know, Lisa, Lisa, she's got a job to do. And Jesse then arrives and she's got some news for Slater. Got our entire evening planned for Saturday. You do? Well, so do I. All right, you go first. Okay, we begin with a romantic dinner at Cafe Diane, and then on to the ballet. Ballet? <laughs> Come on, Jesse, get real. You know how hard it was for me to get these LA Raider tickets? Football? There's nothing romantic about a bunch of barbarians kicking each other's butts. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, what's romantic about a guy in pink tights? Tippy-toeing around, pretending to be a swan. You know, I should have known better than to go steady with a sexist pig. Well, oink, oink, baby, and if you don't like it, go steady with some other pig. Maybe I will. Goodbye. I agree 100% with Slater. I went, I've been to one ballet in my life. Now, don't call me uncultured. Um, I've been to many symphony orchestra performances, okay? You can't get more cultured than that. But I went to one ballet in my life. It was on a school field trip when I was in high school for the Nutcracker. It was... I would have preferred to have my nuts cracked because it was so boring. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, so, yeah. Football, however, is exciting and awesome. So, yeah. I'm totally with Slater here. Kelly arrives and wonders what the heck just happened and Screech says that he's not sure what happened. But he bets it'll ruin their date on Saturday night. <laughs> Zach then arrives and he wants Lisa to, or he, he wants to, to talk to Kelly alone. Kelly, I've given this a lot of thought. <laughs> and I don't want you going out with Todd Winfield. Zach, he's my friend. You can't tell me who to be friends with. Either you cancel the date or else. <laughs> or else what, Zach? Or else we stop seeing each other. You don't mean that. Yes, I do. Well, that's how you feel? Okay. Well, good. I'm glad that's settled. Good. Here's your ring back. Goodbye. Yep. In Zach's defense, I'm sure it's not that he doesn't trust Kelly. He just doesn't trust the other guy. I'm a guy. I know how we think. So, yeah. So, in his defense... I'm sure he trusts her 100%. He just doesn't trust the other. I wouldn't want another dude friggin' hanging with... I mean, I'm a single dude, but just saying, if I had a woman, I wouldn't want to... Something like, hey, hey, back off. I know what you're thinking. Okay, man, it's like a... It's like a Madonna said in that Truth or Dare documentary, you know? She said that she's got a dick in her head. Well, so do pretty much all straight dudes. We have two wangers. One downstairs, one upstairs. Anyway, we then went to a commercial break. 
After the break, students and faculty are in the middle of a student council meeting. Jesse makes a motion to rescind buying new uniforms, which Kelly agrees to. Zach, however, is against it and says that they need new uniforms, which I assume were for sports. What else would they be for? It's not a private school. And Jesse says, that, but the thing is, if they rescind, that includes for all teams, including the girls' teams, right? Kelly's on the volleyball team. They're on the there's the. They're all on the swimming team, so... Spite, spite, spite. Tisk, tisk. Anyway, Jesse says that they don't need new uniforms. What they need is a dance department. <laughs> Kelly, of course, likes the idea. It calls for eye votes, which to which all of, pretty much all the females eye to. Slater gets up, and he tries to stop the insanity. And he asks for all who oppose to speak out. And the guys all oppose. And Jesse says that Slater's got the wrong animal. As horses say nay and pigs say oink. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> the students start to argue back and forth as Belding tries to call order by banging his gavel. And that's when we twirly wipe to Belding's office and his gavel is now snapped in half. <laughs> Look, I broke my gavel. Now what's all this fighting about anyway? I'll tell you. One at a time. Zach, you first, and I want the truth. Huh. <laughs> well, sir, the truth is Kelly's cheating on me. I am not! What do you call having dinner with Todd Winfield? Having a meal with another human being. I do it all the time. See, she admits it. Hold it. What does any of this have to do with Jesse and Slater? Okay, I'll tell you, Mr. Belding. Slater is a pig. <laughs> Mr. B, in her warped little mind, everything I do is chauvinistic just because I'm a guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Just because you are you, meathead. Hey, who are you calling a meathead, skinny lips? <laughs> meathead? Skinny lips? When you young men and women mature, you will learn that relationships are an exercise in understanding, trust, and compromise. <laughs> yes. Put her on. It's my wife. Now listen to how we communicate. <laughs> yes, dear. I know, dear. But, dear, <laughs> I thought that we compromised and agreed that your mother would stay at the hotel and I'd pay anything. <laughs> well, too bad if she doesn't like it. We agreed. No, she doesn't get a vote. <laughs> Becky, don't do this. It's my house, too. You can't lock me up. Becky? Well, that's just perfect. Now, where was I? Understanding, trust, and compromise in relationships, sir. Right. Jesse, it's time you stop bullying poor defenseless Slater here and tried understanding his needs. And Kelly, stop leading young Zach on. Think of his feelings. Slater's needs? Zach's feelings? Well, what about us? Don't our feelings and needs matter? Oh, obviously not. Let's go. Uh, oh. 
<laughs> I legit laughed out loud at Slater's pouty lips <laughs> doing the little pout thing when Belding took their side, the side of the guys. Slater was great here. <laughs> anyway, after the meeting, we go to the max with Screech and Belding. Belding is telling Screech the story of when he first met Mrs. Belding as Screech is sitting there bored. And uh, he gets up and he tries to leave, but Belding continues to ramble on. And now 15 years... If 15 years of marriage is now down the drain. Screech tries to cheer him up with some words of wisdom as he tells Belding that when elephants fight, only the grass suffers. <laughs> Which uh, I, I guess is true, but they do hurt each other, don't they? I'm sure their elephants have killed each other in battle. Anyway, Belding likes the advice and he says that he's going to lay down the law and refuse to allow, to, allow his mother-in-law to live in his house. We then go to Zach's house where he and Slater are in Zach's room waiting by the phone for Kelly and Jesse to call. Slater doesn't think that they're going to call, but instead they'll Slater thinks that they're just gonna they're gonna write or send letters. Or sorry, they're gonna write or send flowers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's then a knock on the door and Zach and Slater cheer up. Zack opens, or he gets up to open the door and he tells Slater that the best way to say I love you is in person. He opens the door, he says I love you, and Screech replies that he loves Zack too. <laughs> and Belding arrives in tow because he followed Screech. And Belding tells the guys that it's important to stick together in tough times and suggests that they cope by bonding. Zack and Slater say that they wanted to bond with Kelly and Jesse and that they miss them. Belding shoots them down, saying that men need men don't need women. Women need men. Belding then takes off his jacket. He makes himself comfortable, and he suggests that they all talk about their problems together. We then go to the max where Jesse and Kelly are looking depressed while Lisa looks on. And Lisa suggests that they just forgive and forget. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't know if it's uh Maybe it's just me speaking as a dude, but sorry, not sorry. Based on my experience, it doesn't really seem uh, that that the ladies are programmed to uh, forgive and forget, especially when they're at fault. I mean, I'm sorry are two words that I don't recall ever hearing when I was, when I w was going out with my ex-girlfriend. So, yeah. And there were plenty of times when she could have said it just saying. Anyway, <laughs> Jesse says that she'd rather be sh uh, be uh, short with bad hair than uh, forgive and forget. And Kelly says that she misses Zach, but she under doesn't understand why he gets jealous. Kelly replies that it's because he's a guy. No, oh, sorry, Lisa replies that it's because he's a guy. And Lisa, and Lisa then points out a girl in the Max who she refers to as gorgeous with a, with a great personality... And she asks Kelly how Kelly would feel if Zach and this girl were just friends having dinner together. And Kelly replies that she'd kill him. Yeah, exactly. It's okay for the ladies, but not okay for the men, huh? Do as we say, not as we do. Yep, that's why the world is in the shape it's in, politicians. Just saying. Lisa then tells Jesse to give Slater a break because he's a good guy, and Jesse agrees. And then Lisa says that she's going to swallow their pride for them. And tell the guys that they want to make up, but Jesse and Kelly don't like this idea. As they see it as surrendering, surrendering, but Lisa shoots them down. We then go back to Zach's house where the guys in Belding are all enjoying some pizza and some soda. Zach thanks Belding for buying the pizza. 
And Belling says that uh, guys should take care of each other. And what are we? And they all say in unison, guys! Yeah. Screech then wants them to do their man cheer. Which is one big burp in unison. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Lisa then arrives and tells the guys that Jesse and Kelly want to make up, which excites Zack and Slater. But Belling doesn't buy it. And he says that, that that's the oldest trick in the book. And he pulls the guys aside into a little huddle. He tells Slater that if he gives in to Jesse now, he's going to be wearing a tutu for the rest of his life. Exactly. Friggin' nutcracker. Boring. The capital garbage. <laughs> he then tells Zack that if he goes back to Kelly, he's going to end up being the best man at Kelly and Todd's wedding. Lisa wants an answer, and the guys tell her to tell Jesse and Kelly, Thanks, but no thanks. And that they're guys. And Lisa rolls her eyes and we go to commercial break. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machine. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible Micro Machine pocket play sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature play sets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Raise the boat lift at the airport marina, man the gun turret at the army base, clean your car at the car wash, raise the toll bridge. And these play sets fit together to form a Micro Machine world. Micro Machine pocket play sets, so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micro Machines are Micro Machine pocket play sets sold separately from Galoob. The smaller they are, the better they are. After the break, Zack is in, in bed and his alarm goes off, waking him up. And uh, we go from there. <laughs> Good morning, Zack. No matter how hard you try, you'll never forget me. Forget you? I don't even know your name, Kelly. <laughs> Gosh, she's pretty. Oh, I've got to be strong. Hi, cutie. Kelly, is that you again? Of course it's me, Zach. I've been waiting for you. Well, Kelly, I've been jealous. But I love you. This short sack. I love the way it looks on you. Gosh, Kelly. I love the way everything looks on you. Come on, Zach. Just give me one little hug. I tell you, I've always laughed it loud, and I did again when I was watching this episode back for the recap. Basically, buddy Amy. I've always laughed out loud when Zach falls into the closet. <laughs> Uh, very well performed by Mark Paul uh, uh, G. I've never known how to pronounce the last name. And we then go to the locker room at Bayside where Slater is doing some bicep curls as the girls in the live studio audience bust yet another nut. Zach arrives and he, he tells uh, uh, he tells Slater that Kelly's or he tells Slater that he's been seeing Kelly's face everywhere. Slater replies saying that he knows what he, he Slater replies to Zach saying, I know what you mean, Jesse. <laughs> and he says that he's been seeing Jesse's face everywhere as well. And even kissed the dog thinking that I'm thinking that it was her. Zach and Slater then agree that they never should have listened to Belding who then arrives with his, he's got, and he's got shaving cream all over his face and he's wearing a house coat. He tells Zach and Slater that he's, he's staying at the school now <laughs> 
because they need to show their women that they are men. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> but I wonder if principals can actually do that, or just teachers in general, if they can just show up at a at the school they teach at and stay there for a couple days because I don't know, maybe their their house or is going undergoing renovations or something. I wonder if they they can actually do that. I wonder if they got for that kind of permission, that kind of stroke. Maybe principals do. I wonder. Anyway, Slater, sorry, Belden then asked the guys what the plan is for tonight. Because he still wants to hang. Yep, Belding's all clingy. And this throws Zack and Slater off. And Belding suggests that they all go for tacos and bowling, which I think sounds awesome. Tacos and bowling? Yeah, why not? Zack then times out the world. He does that timeout and everything freezes. He tells us that his life is a nightmare. He's got to get out of bowling. Get rid of building and get their babes back. He then makes a call to a florist and orders flowers for Mr. Belding and flowers for Belding's wife. We then twirly wipe to Belding's office later on. You see these flowers? Mm. Flowers! They're beautiful. Mm, Who might they be from? Mm. (laughs) My wife sent them. She's caved in, boys. She is begging me to come home. Oh, and of course you're not going, right, sir? Well, uh... Mm. Not exactly. What do you mean? Don't you remember our cheer? One, two, three, guys! Uh, guys. <laughs> sir, are you weakening? Oh, you're not abandoning us now, are you, sir? Well, she needs me. I'm her little whoopy whoopy. <laughs> i read the card. Wow, whoopy whoopy. This is some pretty heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe you better go home to Snuggle Bunny. <laughs> so you do understand? Oh, sure, sure. Great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we can have our guys' night out next week. Oh, no, 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 no. You just go home to Mrs. B. She needs you. See ya. Well, Slater, at least we have each other. Oh, Preppy, don't you leave me, too. I was wondering why Zack and Slater were wearing the matching blue shirts in this little scene until we saw the back of them with Belding's Boys text and the uh, no women sign on them. Oh, <laughs> cool little shirts, man. Just, I don't dig the color. Put them put them on like black and, yeah. Cool shirts, man. Just like the Al Bundy No Man shirts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we then go to the max. It's after closing time. Jesse and Kelly arrive as they receive notes from Slater and Zach begging them to meet them there. Jesse, what are you doing here? Well, I got this rose from Slater with a note begging me to meet him here. Wait, Zach sent me the same thing. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe we should sit down. Yeah. Look. (laughs) Good evening, ladies, and welcome to the What I Should Have Said Theater. Our first play stars, Jesse and Slater. The time, three days ago. I can't wait for Jesse to get here so we can plan how to celebrate our going steady. There she is now. <laughs> oh, Jesse, you look great. What I look like is not as important as what I am, Bubba. <laughs> of course not. What a chauvinistic fool I am. I'm so lucky to have you point that out to me every day. What do you have planned for our celebration Saturday night? But 
football tickets for the Raiders, and they only cost me $100. But I have tickets to the ballet. Great. Who wants to see a bunch of barbarians kick each other's butt anyway? You mean you like the ballet? Oh, what does this tell you? loved you in that cheerleading outfit. It's a little tight. I think I have my pantyhose on backwards. <laughs> How about celebrating our anniversary with dinner at the beach Saturday night? Oh, Zach, I can't. My rich, good-looking ex-boyfriend is flying in to have dinner with L.E.E. <laughs> oh, you mean Todd Winfield? Oh, isn't it wonderful you're still friends with him after all this time? Don't you mind, Zach? Why should I mind? I trust you completely. Oh, Zach, you're so understanding. I think I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yes, thank you again, Slater, for once again making the rest of us dudes look bad with your friggin' dancing skills and your muscles. Thanks a lot, man. Anyway, after this, after after the skits, Zach and Slater apologize. Jesse and Kelly accept. They all kiss. The girls in the audience bust a fourth nut, and we get the credits on a classic episode. A lot of, uh, s- s- uh, well, not a lot, but there were some scenes in this episode which were which are, were are used in the opening credits for each character. So this was a uh, like the bit we're belting points when he's on the bed that's in the opening credits as well so yeah this was a, this was a very much used and uh yeah popular episode ballet sucks just saying anyway we move on to the final episode of season two Bay, uh, Bay, uh saved by the bell this one in t- this is uh, episode 18 glee club air date december 23rd 1990 and we start at the max where zach tells us that love is in the air and we'll never guess who the hottest couple at Bayside is. Kelly arrives and kisses Zach on the cheek. But he t- says that it's not him and Kelly. Jesse and Slater arrive together and Zach tells us that it's not them either. Screech then arrives with Violet. And the live studio audience goes nuts. Violet tells Samuel that he's such a funny hunk. They take a seat at a table for two while the rest of the gang watch on. Scott Wolf is back once again playing the waiter and he delivers a little milk or a milkshake and a little smile to Screech and Violet because he wants to get noticed. <laughs> Violet tells Screech that she had a good time at the movies and Screech wonders if her dad, who drove them to the movies, always wears uh, the uniform that he was wearing. Violet corrects Screech and says that that wasn't her dad, it was their chauffeur, Edward. <laughs> The gang go to the table and invite Screech and Violet to go bowling, but Violet says that she can't because she has Glee Club, and she suggests that uh, everybody join. But uh, they're not into the idea, except for Screech. Screech says that he'll join. 
And Violet snorts in excitement, you know. <laughs> Tori's spelling was great as Violet. <laughs> but uh, I don't even, this is the second time that the Violet character appeared, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know how many more she has after this. If For, for some reason, I always thought she was in this show a lot more. But, uh, but uh, yeah, but it seems like uh, she's only in maybe two or three. But, all right, I like the character. Tori's spelling was good as Violet, just saying. Ah, yeah. Anyway, she snorts in excitement as maybe now the Glee Club can win the all-city competition and go to the finals and win a trip to Hawaii, which perks Zack right up. We then go to Bayside in the Glee Club room as Zack has convinced the gang to join. Scott Wolf is also a member, but he still gets no lines because he was a nobody at this time. But uh, with his uh, boy band cutesy-poo looks, he definitely fits right in. As a California dude. Anyway, Mr. Tuttle is the Glee Club conductor and he wants to do some warm-ups. Lisa then sneezes and Jesse asks if she can move so she doesn't catch Lisa's cold. Uh, I, I don't understand why Lisa just didn't take a seat or go home if she's got a cold. Scott, maybe Scott can answer. Anyway, Mr. Tuttle is about to begin when Belding arrives to check in on everything. Tuttle tells Belding that if he needed to be nagged, he'd call his wife. <laughs> oh, Belding then wants to see the Glee Club, what they've got, and... Well, well let's, let's hear what they've got. Okay, everyone, the Civil War medley. Ready? One, two, three, four. When, when Johnny, Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah. When, when Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah. Terrible, just terrible Scott Wolf. Just, that was awful. Awful. Tuttle tells Belding that the Glee Club has, has, they've come a long way. But Belding is worried because the All-City Finals are being held at Bayside this year. And Scott Wolf can embarrass the entire school. (laughs) Belding gives the Glee Club 48 hours to get better where he's removing them from the competition. And we then go to Zach's house where he's hanging out with Screech. He's trying to find a way to make the Glee Club sound better. And Screech suggests cutting out the singing part. (laughs) That's when Zach's phone rings and it's Violet who's calling for Screech. So at first I was wondering why, why is Zach, why, why would Violet be calling Zach? Why, why would he have his number? She have his number, but I guess she may be a, she called Screech's house, and Screech's parents said he's at he's Zach's, so I guess that could happen. But just it just seemed weird that Violet would call Zach's house looking for Screech. But uh, maybe that's just me. But anyway, Screech takes the phone, and he, reverse, he refers to Violet as his heart. And my heart. Which gets a woo from the females in the audience. Yeah, that's right. Sure, ladies. Like any of you would really give this guy a chance. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Screech tells Zack that Violet got them tickets to a concert tonight and wants to know if they want to go. Zack says that they can't go because he's trying to think of a plan and Screech tells Violet to uh, no before hanging up. Screech then tells Zack that maybe 
they should uh, go, as it's not every day you get to see the California Glee Club. Zack then, upon hearing this, agrees and tells Screech to call Violet back as Zack grabs his tape recorder. We then go back to Bayside to Glee Club class as... I was trying to say that a bunch of time. Glee Club class. As Zack has a studio... Or, sorry, he set up a radio and tells everybody to get set up. Tuttle and Belding arrive as time is up to, for, to show Belding that they've improved. And Tuttle then gives the Glee Club their cue and Screech pushes play on the radio as a recording of the professional Glee Club singing then starts to play as they sing When the Saints Go Marching In. Well, they didn't play the song, they sang it. Anyway, Belding and Tuttle are impressed with the performance and Scott Wolf's Please Notice Me facials. <laughs> Seriously, go back and watch this episode. Mr. Scott Wolf is just... Just just with his facials, he's just... he's just His facials scream... Please, casting agents, notice me. Put me in a show called Party of Five. Scott Wolf. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just ripping on him. I, I, he was he was cool and go. Anyway, Belding congratulates Tuttle and the club leaves. Or he, he congratulates Tuttle and the club and he leaves. Tuttle then wants to know what the hell is up. And Zach says that the reason that they sounded like a totally different Glee club is because they were a totally different Glee club. And he reveals the radio... That had the tape inside. Tuttle says that he's appalled at Scott Wolf's trickery, but then praises the Glee Club for it. The class uh, wonders then how they're going to fool the judges, however, as Scott Wolf is continuing with more of his facials. With his, yeah, how are we going to do it, facial? <laughs> Tuttle says that they now have time to actually get good and for Scott Wolf to find better pants. He's wearing like white almost damn near full-on white jeans here. God, this dude is an attention clown. Anyway, then we go to commercial break. He didn't, he didn't even have to see, he wasn't even saying nothing, and he was screaming, notice me, with his clothes and his facials. Anyway, we then got a commercial. I've never seen those town puppies before. Are they new? Yeah, and they're so lonely. Let's rescue them. Town puppies each sold separately. You're so huggable. They're very playful. Good catch, Sparky. And for three fifty more, you can send for a name tag, stickers, and owner certificate. Now you're really one of the family. Pound puppy, you're my one and only puppy love. Two new puppies from the Pound Puppies collection, each sold separately from Tonga. After the break, Zach tells us the plan is now to find the best singers and hide everyone else. Tuttle tells Kelly to try first, and she finger quote sings do re mi very badly <laughs> but Tuttle commends her for at least getting the words right Zach then uh, remember she did sing before at the the episode where they were going for uh, it wasn't it was when Screech won the uh, Miss Miss Bass yeah it was the Miss Bayside episode and Kelly Kelly's talent was singing Blue Moon and she was awful <laughs> anyway <laughs> Zach then tells Jesse to go next when and Jesse reveals that she's wearing a face mask to protect herself from herself from Lisa's cold and Scott Wolf Scott his Scott Wolfness and his facials. Zach says that they all need to all they need is one good singer. Tuttle then tells Violet that it's her turn. Violet, you're up. Oh. 
Try the next doctor. <laughs> okay. I love the little extra bit that that Violet did at the end. The ah, <laughs> and it, it, I'm I'm guessing that it wasn't actually Tori Spelling's voice. I mean, that's just a guess. But the the voice sounded very classic Disney, like some like Snow White's voice going through the forest singing to the birds. But uh, I'm assuming that it wasn't actually Tori Spelling because. This is the only thing I've ever seen Tori Spelling, finger quote, sing in. So I'm guessing that it wasn't her, but I dug the little run on. The, ah. <laughs> anyway, Tuttle tells Violet that she's going to be the soloist. Violet panics upon hearing this as she's scared to perform by herself in front of everybody, which she kind of just did. Well, Scott Wolf wasn't in the scene, so maybe she's worried about singing in front of his over-facializing ass and his Friggin' white jeans. Anyway, Zach pulls Screech aside and tells him to talk to his woman. And, you know, get her to do it. Make her do it. We then twirly wipe to Screech and... Screech. To Screech and Violet in the halls. As Violet is scared of being stared at by everyone in Scott Wolf. She, she's uh, ripping on him. Hey, she, she then says that her goal in life is to blend in. Screech tells her that not to worry... She's, she'll do great, and he'll be right behind her. Violet melts, and she agrees to do it and tells Screech that her parents will love him, and she's invited him to dinner. And Screech is caught off by this news as Violet excitedly runs off, and Screech is now, he's, yeah, he's panicking now. And he leaves, and he's greeted in the hall by the rest of the gang, and he tells them that Violet's going to sing. But now he's worried because he was invited to Violet's house for dinner to meet her parents. And he doesn't know how to act around them because they're rich. <laughs> they tell Screech not to worry as they offer to help. Slater finger quotes help. Or he finger quote helps Screech with some advice. Saying that if he wants to impress Violet's mother. He'll tell her that, that she looks like a famous person. Jesse hears this and asks Slater if that's why he said her mother looks like Candace Bergen, <laughs> who I think played Murphy Brown in the old Murphy Brown sitcom. I never watched that show, but I knew of it, and I think the lead actress playing Murphy Brown was named Candace Bergen, I'm I think. Anyway, Slater says that, no, he actually meant that while, you know, off to the side being like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we then twirly wipe to the day after the dinner... Uh, at Violet's house and Screech arrives in the Glee Club room and the gang ask him how everything went. I did just what you guys told me to do. Mrs. Bickerstaff, has anyone ever told you that you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> so these are frogs' legs? If I eat them, will I get warts? <laughs> Why do you call these finger bowls? <laughs> This lemon soup is delicious. Can I have seconds? <laughs> Mrs. Bickerstaff, where are you going? Mrs. Bickerstaff?
I love the camera shot here, just like focusing right on Screech. It just felt just. I mean, I work in the business in broadcasting and film, so the camera shot, the way it was, how high it was, and just focused on him. Like I could feel the uncomfort that Screech was suffering. So very well done. <laughs> and who the hell tucks a friggin' tablecloth in <laughs> her shirt? <laughs> oh, anyway. After the memory, Screech is worried that he blew it, but Kelly tells him that it's probably not as bad as he thinks. Tuttle and Violet then arrive in class, and Tuttle is all excited about singing, or to, st to start singing, to start practicing, to put Scott Wolf in his place, while Violet, however, is not looking so good. She's looking a little down, and she tells Tuttle that she's quitting the Glee Club, and she just leaves. Screech blames himself, and Zack tells Jesse... That it's up to her now. But Jessie can't sing as she's now lost her voice thanks to Lisa. And, you know, probably Scott Wolf had something to do with it as well. Lisa apologizes and we go to another break. If you think this is magic, watch this. The Etch-A-Sketch Magic Screen. Turn the dials and like magic lines appear out of nowhere. But the magic isn't just in how you draw, it's also in how you erase. The one and only original Etch-A-Sketch from Ohio Art. Magic in a box. After the break, Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse enter the girls' washroom and they find Violet in one of the shitters crying. Violet apologizes for quitting the Glee Club and says that it would be just too painful to be around Samuel. And she says that Screech went to her house for dinner and he made a few mistakes. And uh, she's upset because she thinks Screech hates her now. Or no, she, so she's upset because she thinks that Screech thinks that she hates him now. Based on uh, uh, one of what one of the girls told her. Lisa then tells Violet that the poor handsome dork is miserable. <laughs> I love that bit when Lisa corrects herself. She starts as the poor dork and then, I mean the poor handsome dork, <laughs> is miserable and Violet leaves to go tell Screech the truth. And we then go to the school auditorium where Zack is sitting with Screech and Screech apologizes to Zack for driving Violet out of the glee club and ruining the chances of the Hawaii going to Hawaii. Zack tells him that it's not his fault and he's just sorry that he lost his girlfriend. And that's when Violet arrives. And she asks Zack if uh, they can be alone. Screech hears this and he says, okay, Violet. And he starts to leave. <laughs> Until Zack stops him. <laughs> Zack leaves Violet and Screech alone. And she tells him that her parents won't let her see him anymore. Screech tells Violet that the only reason that he joined the Glee Club is because of her. And he doesn't have to be in the Glee Club to be behind her. He'll always be behind her. Ah, oh, Screech. We then go to the Glee Club competition night where the gang is worried backstage as Valley is currently on stage and they sound good. Screech arrives and gives Violet a rose for good luck. Violet's parents arrive and they ask Violet what she's doing with that boy. And and I was like, I don't see Scott Wolf anywhere. <laughs> Which I didn't, but he, he but you know, but anyway. Violet's dad says that he wanted to wish Violet luck before they sing and tells Screech to basically piss off. You know, get out of here, idiot. You ruined our tablecloth. Violet's dad is says that he's disappointed that she obeyed him and and mother by being near Screech. 
And Violet is sad once again, and it's now Bayside's turn to perform. And Violet's mom tells her that they'll continue their talk at home and they leave. And then Violet then starts to cry and heads off as Screech is left alone looking sad. We then go to the stage where it's time for Bayside to perform as Scott Wolf has rejoined us, unfortunately. <laughs> Zach tells Tuttle that Violet isn't there and Kelly heads off to the bathroom to try and find her as Tuttle tries to stall. And he sucks at stalling. And Zack times out the world and yet again, and he reveals his backup plan, which is the tape of the, the professional Glee Clubs performing. And Zack runs off and gives Screech the tape backstage, but Screech doesn't know how to how to how the system works, how the, the basically the tape deck works. <laughs> As uh, Zack heads back to unfreeze the time in the auditorium, so I guess Zack's freezing powers didn't work backstage with Screech. So uh, that's quite the power. I'm sure Scott Wolf is jealous of it. And Zack whispers to Tuttle that they're going to go with the, the tape of the professional Glee Club. And the Bayside Glee Club begins to lip sync. Unfortunately, however, since Screech doesn't know how to operate the machine, the song plays in fast motion. And the performers sound like chipmunks as Scott Wolf and the Bayside Glee Club ner nervously sing to it. Scott Wolf with his facials. Well, he it, it did land him a role on Party of Five, so all of his Scott Wolfness. Just please notice me facials and jeans. They apparently worked. So well done, I guess. Anyway, Screech tries to fix the problem and then it starts playing really slow. As the Glee Club then continue lip singing in slow motion. Screech continues to try to fix things, but the tape from inside the cassette ends up spilling out all over the place. And then Tuttle then tries to explain things to the audience when and Zach jumps in real quick and says that that was their impression of a Glee Club tuning up. Which, okay. Writing? <laughs> but now it's time for, to sing for real. And they sing for real. And now, for some real singing with our featured soloist, Violet Bickerstaff. Thank you. 
So there we go. Everybody claps at the one good singer they had as Scott Wolf works hard to to not ruin the entire scene. But I don't. I, they didn't announce the winner, or maybe I don't. No, I don't. They didn't. From what I remember, they didn't announce the winner. But surely it shouldn't have been Bayside because they had one good singer, and then Screech comes on and he's terrible, while Scott Wolf and everybody else are in the background going bum bum. So whatever. I guess the important thing is that. Screech saved the day and Scott Wolf didn't get any lines. <laughs> Seriously, he was good and go. go. Go watch that movie. That's a good movie. If you've never seen it. It's great. And then we then go to the max where the gang commends Screech for what he did. Violet then arrives with her parents and they tell him, they tell Screech that they no longer object to him and he's welcome back for dinner anytime. Everybody loves it. The crowd goes wild and we get the credits Ending season two of Saved by the Bell on a classic episode, one of the best, despite Scott Wolf. <laughs> Seriously, go watch Go. If you've, happened, if you've never seen it or you haven't watched it in a while, it's a great movie. Scott Wolf is in it. Uh, Sarah Polly, uh, Katie Holmes, uh, Timothy Oliphant, and more. Excellent movie, man. Excellent, excellent. So that was... Bayside Buddy, well, no, we're not done, but that was the end of Season 2. Next week, we will be moving on to Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. They are entitled The Last Dance and Zach's Birthday. But before that, it's time for the final exam. We've got, let me just uh, scroll down real quick. We've got 16 questions plus the bonus for a total of 17 trivia questions. Some of them are pretty relatively easy for a lot of you. Some of them you might not know. I was going to insert the audio of the answers, but that was just going to be too much work, and it's it's uh, very busy in my world these days, so I'll just give you some time to think, and then reveal the answer and move on, and then we'll get to the bonus round, or the bonus question for 50 Amazon dollars, or your chance to win 50, you know what I'm talking about, an Amazon gift card, damn it. So here we go. Time for some final exams. Please lower the lights, everybody. Alright, question one. In the episode of Saved by the Bell, pinned to the mat, Slater has visions of being a washed-up pro wrestler. Which is a very fun... I I dug that episode. Anyway, how many matches in a row did Slater lose as stated in the dream? How many matches did pro wrestler Slater in his dream lose in a row in the episode pinned to the mat the answer Slater they never gave me they never revealed what his pro wrestling name was but he looked like like a complete dumbass Slater lost 30 matches in a row (laughs) with his beer belly and his Scott Wolf face (laughs) just oh no just saying anyway 30 matches question 2 In the episode, The Fabulous Belding Boys, we find out that Mr. Belding has a brother. What is his brother's first name? What is Mr. Brother's Belding... Or Mr. Brother's Belding... What is Mr. Belding's brother's first name? We we covered this episode, last episode of Bayside, buddy. What is Mr. Belding's little brother's first name? Mr. Belding's little brother's first name... Rodney Belding with his douchebag long hair never liked that guy ever that character so 
Yeah, Rodney building the big giant douche wagon. Question three, trivia, yay. In Dancing to the Max, which was the first episode of season one, Casey Kasem hosts a dance contest featuring teams of two. And the final three teams, surprise, 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 are Slater and Kelly, Zach and Jesse, and Lisa and Screech. What are the group names that Casey Kasem has for each group? Not each group, actually. Slater, sorry, Screech and Lisa were not actually given a name. So what were the names of uh, Slater and Kelly's dance little dance duo and Zach and Jesse's little dance duo? What were the names in Dancing to the Max? The episode where Lisa and Screech performed the sprain. But what were the names of Kelly and Slater and Jesse and Zach? What were their names? Kelly and Slater were known as the Spandex Twins, whereas Jesse and Zach were known as the Powerhouse Preppies. What an episode that was. And they just, they only introduced Screech and Lisa as Screech and Lisa, or Screech Powers and Lisa Turtle. So I guess that was their name if you want to, you want your little brownie points. But I remember that episode, man. Zach and Jesse, they didn't. Jesse danced while Zach was a prop, basically. It was like, I believe I referenced an episode of Dancing with the Stars when I covered that episode. The season where Tucker Carlson was a contestant, and there was one dance that they did where Carlson spent like the first half of it sitting in a chair because he sucked so bad, and his professional dancer danced around him. That's basically what Zach and Jesse did (laughs) as the powerhouse preppies. But yeah, the powerhouse preppies and the spandex twins. All right, moving on. Question four. In Jesse's song, the episode Jesse's song, Mr. Dewey, the teacher, at one point, has to leave class and leave school to try out for a TV show. What TV show was it? Mr. Dewey. In a great episode, Jesse's song, one of the all-time best. He had to leave to go to try out for a TV show. We all know Mr. Dewey. Sit down, shut up, I'm Mr. Dewey. That guy, that little dude. What TV show was he trying out for? He was trying out for American Gl- American Gladiators, <laughs> which was a great show back in the day, man. I watched that. Now, there was a there. Were, I, I for I live uh, over in the UK for a year back in 1992, and they had the UK version, and, and I dug it, man. American Gladiators, Mr. Dewey, trying out for American Gladiators, that little twerp. Question five in the episode Model Students. Zach comes up with the idea for a Bayside calendar to make money, and the calendar features Jesse, Kelly, and Lisa, among others. What month were Kelly and Lisa? We don't find out what month Jesse was. Well, we we kind of do. Jesse, Jesse's body and Belding's head were December. <laughs> but what months in the Bayside, the, the Girls of Bayside calendar, were Kelly and Lisa? What month was that? What months were they trying to make money? Remember that episode? They had the cardboard cutouts and all the dudes were buying copies. What months were they? Kelly was November and Lisa was October, which surprises me. I would have thought both of them, especially Kelly, would have been a warmer month because she she digs the beach and it's warm in California. But all right. Moving on. In the episode, Save the Max. Save the Max. The Max is a... In trouble of going out of business. 
we find out that Bayside had a radio station back in the day, and Belding was once the DJ. But then he was removed as the DJ. Why was Mr. Belding as a D- Bayside DJ? Why was he removed? Why did they get rid of Big Bopper Belding as the DJ of the Bayside radio station back in the day? What happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Mr. Belding was fired or removed as DJ of the Bayside radio station back when he attended the school because he mooned the school board. (laughs) And it was on the front page of the newspapers and apparently the picture of his butt was, it took up two pages. So yeah, Belding mooned the school board and lost his job as the Bayside radio DJ. Oh well. Question seven in King of the Hill. The episode King of the Hill. Slater arrives at Bayside. This is uh, this is the. Remember, this one starts where Zach says, "I'll never forget when I first met AC Slater." And a Slater arrives at Bayside, and a rivalry with Zach instantly begins. Zach mocks Slater for how many schools that he's been to before arriving at Bayside. So, how many schools in three years had Slater gone to? How many schools in three years did Slater go to? before arriving at uh, Bayside because uh, his dad was in the military and they had to move around a lot. How many schools in three years? Three years. How many schools in three years? Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. How do you even make friends like like that at that age? Fourteen schools in three years? I mean, how long is a school year? A school year is, what, nine months? Maybe ten? Fourteen schools in three years. But then he landed at Bayside and he found his home. Question 8. In the episode, The Lisa Card. Which is a good one. Lisa gets in trouble for charging a bunch of money on her dad's credit card. Because that's what Lisa does. How much did Lisa charge on her dad's credit card? Remember, Lisa bought an outfit, accessories... And knowing Lisa, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't buy some, she doesn't buy a Walmart. She, she goes the distance and she went the distance here. How much money did Lisa charge on her dad's credit card? And then she had to make it back by getting a job at the max. And Zach, uh, offered dudes a dollar to kiss Lisa, uh, that she didn't know about until the dudes just showed up and kissed her on the cheek. How much did she charge? Did she have to pay back to her daddy? Lisa had to pay back because she charged $386. $386 on one outfit and accessories. $386. I am one of those Walmart people. I shop at Walmart. I I, I wear the George brand. <laughs> I can't imagine spending that mon- mon- that much money on one outfit or two or four. <laughs> but maybe that's just me as a dude who's frugal but has a nice juicy bank account because of it. Just saying. Anyway, in question nine in the episode, the election. The election. Jesse and Zach run for school president and they end up at war with each other before uh, before they make up. After they make up, Zachary returns Jesse's blankie to her, and in return, Jesse returns a stuffed animal that she got from Zach. 
What was the name of the stuffed animal that Jesse returned to Zack? Jesse and Zack been friends for a long time, man. They would just enter each other's bedrooms via the windows. Just show up and say, hey, man, let's hang. And apparently Jesse got one of Zack's stuffed animals and had it for a while before she finally gave it back in the election. What was the name of the animal? Zack was excited to see it again. The name of the stuffed animal that Jesse returns to Zack? Bear Bear. <laughs> bear Bear. I never had any stuffed animals when I was a kid. Well, as far as I know. As far as memory goes. So, I had He-Man and wrestling action figures. That's what my stuff was. Never, never the stuffed animal thing. Except, of course, I'm sure when I was a baby and have no memory of being the aforementioned baby. So, Bear Bear. Anyway, question 10. In the episode from Nurse to Worse, which was recently covered. It was covered last episode of Bayside Buddy, wasn't it? Yeah. From Nurse to Worse, Zack asks Kelly to go steady before he falls for the new school nurse. And Zack asks Screech to set Kelly up with somebody to keep her distracted so Zack can pursue the nurse. Who did Screech uh, set Kelly up with? What was, what was his name? We see him later at the end of the episode. And, uh, yeah, what was the, what was this, the name of this geek, this nerd, this loser that Zack asked Screech to set Kelly up with so he can pursue the lovely nurse Jennifer? What was his name? Screech set Kelly up with his chess club buddy, Melvin Nerdstrom, who wasn't so much a nerd, he just had a nerd name and we saw him at the end of the episode. He, uh, oh, he put Scott Wolf to shame, and Scott Wolf was a good-looking dude back in the day. I'm sure he's probably really ugly now. <laughs> Screw you, Wolf. <laughs> I like to rip on Scott Wolf. <laughs> I've always laughed at his facials in these episodes of Saved by the Bell. His, like, he's just really trying to be noticed, so I like to rip on him. Melvin Nerdstrom is the guy... Well, remember, Screech initially said, what about Slater? And Zach said no. Zach wanted somebody nerdy and... Melvin Nerdstrom sounded nerdy, and uh, there we go. Question 11. In the episode The Prom, Lisa agrees to go on a movie date with Screech to basically shut him up once and for all. What movie did they go see? What movie did Lisa and Screech go see, along with everybody else, because Lisa didn't want to be alone with him? And of course, during this movie, Lisa wouldn't shut up, so Screech just bailed on her and went to sit far away from her. What movie did Lisa completely ruin <laughs> on her date with Screech? What movie was it? What movie was it? Zombies in Love. <laughs> and Lisa ended up liking the movie because then she got another date to the prom and she wouldn't shut up explaining the movie to him. She basically ruined it for him for him too. So way to go, Lisa. Ruining the movie for two dudes. Zombies in Love. Next, in the episode Blind Dates, Mr. Belding tries to find a date for his niece who is in town, and he chooses Zach, but Zach doesn't want to do it because he wants to hang out with Kelly. I think it was Kelly's birthday. So Zach gets Screech to pose as him and go on the date with Belding's niece. What was the name of Belding's niece? What was her name? She was played by, I forget the name, but she was in an episode, or a few episodes of uh, Growing Pains as uh, Ben Seaver's girlfriend. 
But what was her name? What was her name as Belding's niece? What was Belding's niece's name when Screech posed as Zack? Wig and all. A blonde wig. <laughs> her name was Penny Belding. Penny Belding. That was a good episode, man. Good episode. Screech's doing good. Doing very well portraying Zack. <laughs> anyway, next. 13. Getting down to the nitty gritty. In the episode Cream for a Day. Cream for a Day? No, Cream. Drink Queen for a Day, Clown. In the episode Queen for a Day, <laughs> Kelly is running for homecoming queen, but she discovers a zit. Meanwhile, Screech accidentally creates a skin cream to remove acne before it, it turns the skin maroon color. And Zack, before he realizes that it, skins, it turns skin the maroon color, decides to market this cream that Screech stumbled upon in chemistry class. What name does Zack give this acne cream that he distributes to everybody, which uh, turns the skin maroon color? Including Belding. What's the name of the cream? I never used skin cream much back then. I used the pads and they didn't seem to work. But whatever. The name of the cream? Belvasil. Named after Mr. Belding. Remember that? Because Belding was, was stumbled upon them selling the stuff and Zach to butter him up and get him to agree to everything. Decided to name it Belvasil. Which is a cool name, man. I like that name. Belvasil for a, a cream or even a medicine or something. Belvisil. Question 14 in Jesse's song. We're going back to Jesse's song. That it was a great episode. Very everybody remembers, especially the uh, the emotionalness, the emotional bit with uh, Jesse and Zach. It was it was great. Anyway, in that episode, Jesse, Kelly, and Lisa form a girl singing group, and Zach gives them a name. What name does he give the group? What name does he give Jesse, Kelly, and Lisa's girl group? Here's a message that I'm sending to you. And so on. <laughs> the name. That, uh, yeah. And Jesse ends up taking the caffeine pills. The name Zach gives? Hot Sunday. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's in a name, I guess? Hot Sunday. Uh, uh, Alright. Anyways. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Hot Sunday. I probably could have come up with something better to give me time. Anyway. Question 15 in the episode Beauty and the Screech. Kelly helps, sorry, Screech helps Kelly pass a science test. And to show her gratitude, Kelly invites Screech to a concert. But Screech declines the offer because when it comes to the performer, Screech says, I hate him. Who was this performer that, hate, that Screech hates? Who did Kelly have tickets to go see and say, Screech, let's go see this, 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 this act because you helped me pass science class and Screech was like why would I go there I hate I hate him well there's your clue it's a person who is this person who is it it's none other than the late great legend wham legend George Michael Screech hates George Michael come on Screech at least go to hang with Kelly man Kelly's awesome maybe you could have friggin had her be your woman Screech hates George Michael. <laughs> and finally, before the bonus, question 16 in the episode Rent a Pop. Rent a Pop. The school needs to raise money for the class ski trip, and they put on a carnival. And among other features at this carnival, Lisa has her own kissing booth. 
And when she sees a group of nerds approaching her for a kiss, she quickly raises the price for a kiss. How much did Lisa raise the price of a kiss to when she saw the nerds? <laughs> Heading in with their nerd friggin' slime, saliva, and slobber. How much did she raise the price to? You want to kiss Lisa? It's going to cost you this much, nerds. This was a good episode, man. Slater with the arm wrestling and Jesse convinces Slater to lose on purpose in order to get more people. And, and hence make more money. But Lisa had a kissing booth. Something that you probably don't see nowadays except maybe in these southern areas of the USA. They probably would still be this. How much did Lisa raise it to? I'll tell you how much she raised it to. Initially it was one dollar. And she saw a group of geeks coming her way. She quickly raised the price to a thousand dollars. Ah, Lisa, I love Lisa, man. What a great character. Anyway, that was the 16 trivia. Now we move on to the bonus. The bonus question. Yeah, and the bonus, you send your answer. You can send it to me via a direct message on Twitter. My Twitter handle is IamNairby, all one word, I-A-M-N-A-I-R-B-Y. If you need to follow me, I don't know how it works with Twitter, but if you need to follow in order to send a direct message, just follow me, send me the, the message with the answer, and then unfollow. I'm not one of these people, oh, why'd you unfollow me, man? Wait a minute. You can do it that way, or you can email me your answer to be entered into the draw. Email me at nairby at gmail.com. That's N-A-I-R-B-Y at gmail.com. All correct answers will be entered into a draw. And the winner, which will be announced on the next episode of Bayside Buddy, will receive the $50 Amazon gift card. So make sure that you have an Amazon account. What you will do if you are the winner, you will send me the link to your wish list. Make sure you have the gift card on your wish list, and I will purchase this for you. I will buy the $50 gift card for you. I think that's how it works. If it doesn't work that way, then I'll do it via PayPal or something. But 50 bucks, all right? And you have until noon 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 let me get the the date up noon on sunday come on man sunday january the 10th to send your answer to me because i record these episodes of bayside buddy i say by the bell podcast after noon on sundays so you have until noon sunday january 10th to send me the answer and be entered into the draw and the question is in the Bayside Buddy, Say by the Bell podcast, episode 14, entitled Puppy Loving Aliens. I mentioned a 976 number that I used to call as a kid called the Great Game Phone. What was the number for the Great Game Phone? Meaning, what was the number that I called? I mentioned it in the, I even sang the jingle in Bayside Buddy, episode 14, entitled Puppy Loving Aliens. What was the number of the great game phone? And it's the number I called. I mean, maybe you had the great game phone where you live, but it might have been a different number. What was the number that I called? The full number, 1976. And the rest of it. Send me your answer. DM. I am Nerby on Twitter or Nerby at gmail.com. All correct answers will be entered to win the 50 buck gift card from Amazon. What was the number of the great game phone that I mentioned in Bayside Buddy episode 14 entitled Puppy Love and Aliens? What was the name? I mean the number. 
So there you go. You got till noon, Sunday, January 10th, 2021 to submit your answers. And the winner, I'll leave, I'll even do the drawing live, well, not, well, recorded live, if you will, and then announce it on the, the next episode of Bayside Buddy, which we'll be covering the beginning of season three. The great game phone, it's 1976. And then what? I don't know. You're going to have to listen to Bayside Buddy episode 14 to know. Send me your answer. And we'll see you then. Until then, have a lovely week. Go do stuff with your silly Scott Wolf lives. And good luck. 50 bucks. Yeah. See you then.